0: what's up everybody you're back for another episode of the beard of baptists i'm darren gene is here and long lost john hi everybody is back so we didn't fire him we didn't lose him we didn't get rid of him he's still he's still beardless but we still love him so he's here uh thanks everyone for tuning into the program um just as a quick reminder bearded baptist is a podcast of sovereign joy ministries if you would like to know about us about our ministry um if if you're watching our show and you see this fine t-shirt i'm wearing the merch. That's only me wearing it. <laughs> if you if you notice that too, <clears throat> uh, you can get one of these T-shirts at our website. No, We're not I don't. Anything. This is I don't provide this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if you want this, it's this is a pay to play thing. So, but you can all, you too can have this lovely T-shirt of the Bearded Baptist logo. You can support our ministry. We get a couple dollars. Kind of will go help, uh, maybe buy some new gear, some new cameras that don't die. Um, it's uh, just kind of helps us out, lets us know that you're you're listening. Um, another way you could do that if you want to drop us an email, we have uh, beardguys at sovereignjoy.org. Um, again, we've already gr- uh, had some fantastic feedback from Gene F., who said that we're great, we're awesome, uh, especially the guy with the beard gray beard yeah so love that guy yeah so so head on over there <laughs> go to sovereignjoy.org. Uh if you're on facebook it's under redeeming the family where we have uh all kinds of resources there to help your family navigate this crazy clown world we're in uh from a biblical perspective so uh anyway that's my spiel like us follow us subscribe recommend us tell your friends about us so how are you guys doing, John? It's fantastic to see you again. Great to be back. Good. I would, was right. watching the episode
1: uh, with Tim, the first part of it, and yeah. uh, was sad to miss it. But man, I thought that was beginning of a great conversation. So thanks to Tim. Yeah. And excited about yeah. the, the Harvest Church and Rehoboth. But it's okay. been a good couple weeks. My wasn't here last time because my wife took some well needed time uh, away from the family because she's a stay at home mom and homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Just gave her that opportunity to take like a Thursday night, Friday uh, off. So it was me and the boys just kind of holding down the fort. Mm.
0: Uh, Nice. Patriarchal view. I know. (laughs) Fantastic. Feed the patriarchy, people. Um, That's good to hear. Uh, We had a great time with Tim. Um, Definitely have to have him back on the show at some point. Uh, Would love to have everybody here. At some point, we might have. Can we get him with his uh, Chosen sweatshirt? oh man uh-huh. yeah. you know what i don't know what's worse beardless or chosen sweatshirts uh probably the chosen sweatshirt so that that's gonna have to come off um but yeah we had a good time uh fun time laughed a lot it was good to hear hear from him um, here that's that the uh, culture down there hasn't changed him at all, so he's still good and straight and all that straight on the straight and narrow is what I meant. Not good, good <laughs> yeah. and straight. That staying on the that straight. was a, and there, there was, a, that was a slight slip of the tongue there, but uh, they're doing good, so we'll definitely have to have him back on the show. There's a uh, few other people, friends that we're, we're talking about having on, um, and once we kind of get some techno technological, you know. Issues uh, taken care of that we know we can have a, a feed uh, from like a Zoom call, so we're gonna have some other people on. So mm-hmm. looking, really looking forward to that. Yeah. But it's 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 good to have our, our beardless friend back. Um, that you know we're we're not legalistic here, so there there's at least grace. He can grow
2: one, we can at least see truly, oh that he has the capability. We've
0: said that I John mean, God have a gave him this capability,
2: <laughs> and he is
1: and he's. <sighs> forsaking this, we're not forsaking michael do you guys know michael foster michael foster seems to walk around with a perpetual stubble
0: yeah but doesn't like Judas smith do that too and a lot of these i uh, don't think
1: mm, <laughs> do you come in here
0: with like fancy sneakers on john or? no
1: no i can't afford the preacher sneakers so, all right yeah
0: all right just making sure because you know I, i'm jealous you know I, i've always uh i've had kind of somewhat curly hair when I was growing up. So I was never one of those guys that could grow their hair long. It would, it would literally just kind of go into a fro, Mm. you know? And that would, I, I I was not quite old enough for the seventies where that would actually kind of be cool. Okay. Um, I was looking more, I was more of like the metal head. And so my friends are like growing out all this long hair. It's all hanging down. And I start to grow mine out and I look like a Q-tip, you know, it's just all (laughs) big and puffy uh and i was always kind of a little bit jealous of that so now i'm looking over here at john you can tell by the stubble he would grow out a, a quite a righteous beard um you know probably in about a week he would surpassed me so but that's fine you know we uh, he's the martin luther of the group uh the young martin luther and, and and we embrace him for that so good to hear that kate had a had a nice time hopefully it was a a refreshing time and that uh you and the boys had a good time. Yep. So that that's uh, excellent. So uh how about Eugene anything uh what's uh mm. what's new with you? Oh, all kinds of things. Yeah.
2: Well, getting ready to go on vacation. Oh, oh
0: that's wow. right. That's yes, right. Yes, yes. Without without us. Well, so. hey, you know
2: Three you weeks know, yeah. traveling.
0: This is a, a cross-country trek. Well,
2: kind of. Down through the Midwest, through yeah. Kentucky. Hit the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter. Mm. and Down to Texas to a mm. Hallelujah. post-mill yeah. Theonomy
1: conference. Oh, oh. yeah. I yeah,
2: think, it's going to be fun.
1: Praise the Lord. Yeah, we went to the uh, ARC not long after it opened, and the the one of the sayings of one of the guides was, if you uh, weren't born in Kentucky, you had to be born again. Mm. Uh, so he he, <laughs> he loved that saying. Well, that was kind of drilled in our head. But, I mean, that's beautiful part of the country right there.
2: So, yeah. 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 It'd be fun. We'll be some
0: states
1: we haven't been in before. So that'll be neat. Yeah,
0: get some. For, for those who don't know, uh, Gene and I both RV. Uh, we mm. like to uh, glamp, as it were. We don't really rough it so yeah you know we we i don't like to say that we camp i guess is that uh, really camping i
2: mean we cook out we make campfires yeah you know but, yeah. but it's right. not that rough right yeah. we're
0: i'm not i'm not I mean, we have air conditioning we have, air, know, we know have know running I mean? water <laughs> yeah. we have
2: beds so electricity but all that good stuff yeah it's, it's a fun. great
0: time um it is a way to kind of get back to things get, kind of get out into some nature uh and part of this, if you're not in this kind of camping world, um, is a lot of people get these maps. And as you go and visit different states and camp in these states, you get these little stickers and you put these stickers on this map. Um, and it's kind of like a little a little badge of honor there. Yeah. You know, you have your map on your RV. And uh, you know, we have ours on our outside because there really wasn't a really good place to put it inside um and you and you go by these other RVs and like you're like, wow, look at that, man. They're 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 like maps like almost full. They're mm-hmm. they're missing one or two states. I think we've got like five, maybe, yeah. uh, that are all kind of around this area. So when you hear about someone taking a trip who is gonna rack up some coveted I,
2: states. I could potentially it, get seven states oh, on this trip. Wow, wow.
0: <laughs> no, that we don't
2: have. Yeah. We're probably gonna drive through. Uh, I don't know, ten to twelve states, something like that. Okay.
0: All right. So yeah. everybody, um, again for people uh listening and and for those who actually R V, everyone has their own criteria for what counts oh, yeah. as a state. Like some people is it just you just drive through. If you've driven no, that through doesn't the state, count for us. you get a sticker. Okay. Some people if you've stopped in that state, you get a sticker. Um I think usually the same for us as as you is you have to at least stay a night or so yeah we're gonna in, stay in a,
2: there actually yeah. more than stay there because i mean you could you could drive into the state sleep yeah wake up take off and drive sure to me that's not sure. so we spend we need to spend at least one full day yeah exploring some area of the
0: state yeah i almost I feel like some states you get off easy because you're gonna have a texas sticker Right. Well, yeah, Texas is huge, but I've been in Texas
2: a lot. So uh, with the RV, no, oh, okay. but I'm going to okay. I'm, I'm taking credit for Texas. That's <laughs> hey, I'm going to spend several days in Texas.
0: I feel like they should split Texas up on, in like a nah. couple. Pick, you know, like Pish a posh. four parts. St- <laughs> That's right, uh, posh. Uh, Like like a four part sticker that you have to put on an urn. This is Darren section. is jealous
2: <laughs> that my map will be almost half full, oh, while he has this pathetic yeah. map with Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, uh, and yeah, Pennsylvania right, on it. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is true. <laughs> well, you know there is. Hey. So, um, my mom, uh, I have an older sister who lives in Washington and, and my, my mom is getting up there. And so we're kind of entering into this portion of, um, you know, we don't want her be her to be by herself. Um, uh, just for not, you know, for her safety, but, you know, also just, just to be able to spend time with her. So we are looking at, Considerations of she could either come with us, but my sister has also said that you know she could come out there. So one option they said was for Mm -hmm. me to drive her out in the camper, and I'm like, wow, it's a long drive. It's a lot of stickers, though. (laughs) yeah That's what because I'm thinking I could go out like very north and come back a little south in
2: each state. Hey, to be gone for like a month.
0: Yeah, I know we'd be gone for a month. Though that would be difficult. So as much as I would, I would really like to do it, but. With other things going on with, uh, you know, we mentioned one episode, Providence Church, uh, is this uh, is becoming more and more of a reality. Um, I don't know if I could really be yeah. away that no, that long. I so, don't think so. As much, as tempting as it is, and it's funny because the temptation is the stickers.
1: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's so God, bad. All these stickers I could get. <laughs> I could
0: get all these stickers. Um, uh, it's, an just, illness, it, it, it's an illness, Darren. It's an well you know just to, <laughs> to speak of another illness oh this a that's a good transition here um i mentioned clown world yeah something that good. was funny that, that that actually happened we because we went away um easter for for that week and uh, i found this one website called cigarbid.com um not a plug for them or anything like that but you know uh I enjoy cigars. I know Gene enjoys cigars. Recently, we've we've taken up the uh, the pipe, um, tobacco pipe, not crack pipe or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I feel like nowadays we no. do have to like do need to clarify. Got to clarify well, that. Just, yeah.
2: Although, if you stop in most stores nowadays, they call them pretty much tobacco much. stores, and they're filled with crack pipes crack and pipes, every other bongs, type of drug yeah.
0: paraphernalia. So ridiculous. Um, So I I found these couple of really good deals on these packs of cigars. So I ordered them and I was not expecting them to ship quite so fast. So they shipped out like the next day and I'm still thinking, all right, I can still get home because in our wonderful state, you have to be 21 to purchase tobacco. Uh, If there's companies that ship you tobacco, there has to be someone There, that's 21 to receive it and sign for it. Hmm. And given what has recently happened with with Bud Light and this whole clown world that we're in of transgenderism, it's just amazing that I have to have someone has to be 21 to purchase a cigar to get in any kind of tobacco. But man, if I'm 12 and I want to take puberty blockers or cut my breasts off or castrate myself, well, then I should have full license to do that and not even tell my parents. So Mm. how does this, is this not insane? Yeah, it is. Or or what? Like, I could not believe that the things were like that now. Like, I mean, and then even especially considering what you were talking about with dispensaries now, Right. It, oh yeah. Like, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty
2: sure. I'd have to look check check into this, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal to smoke a cigarette. Not that I'm a cigarette fan at all, but yeah, illegal to smoke a cigarette outdoors in Philadelphia.
0: Really? Okay.
2: I'm pretty sure it is.
0: Yeah. Let's go down to Kensington. And but you can you can, you can
2: smoke marijuana. Mm. I'm almost sure that's true too. Mm i have to look into it again, mm. but it's really messed well, up. Marijuana we're, we're, is a
0: gift that keeps on giving, you know, well, at least the you can pa- passersby can benefit from that smoke as well. <laughs> Get a little happy feeling. Uh, so, uh, you yeah, know, maybe that's how they see it. They're socialists anyway. So they, they want everybody to benefit from your stuff anyway. So why not benefit from your, from your smoke of your yeah. marijuana? But uh, I just thought that was, that was crazy. Uh, <sighs> On that note, like... Well, the crazy... Like, Bud Light, though. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Yeah. What are they thinking?
2: I mean, this is going to be a lot later than... I mean, probably people will hear this. They've heard a bunch on it It'll already a by weeks. the time they hear it. But, yeah, sure. But, gosh, it just... I don't know what these companies are thinking. Do they really think that this is smart? Uh, I mean, you got a bunch of rednecks drinking beer and, you know, <laughs> driving pickup trucks and watching yeah. NASCAR yeah, and they, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and we're going to promote it with a man some a man. man dressed up like a woman mentally ill man like so who
0: <clears throat> yeah
2: who yeah. thinks that's a good idea yeah these, these
0: companies are just out of touch um, i sure hope they a, lose a lot of money well from a business standpoint is is this a company that has shareholders and people that other people that have vested interests you, you've heard it before about companies that would make a, a decision, a business decision that was horrible, and them being held accountable by these shareholders mm, for the decisions true, yeah. that they make. Um, now, I mean, the ESG
2: and, stuff, and yeah, I don't know if, that, but
0: you know, Anheuser Busch is it's all family or or what? So I I don't know, uh, but right, like, what was that board meeting like? Where they're sitting around pitching ideas, and they take a look at this. You know, crackpot, and say, let's put this guy on our on our cans. If
2: whoever's running marketing doesn't get fired over this, they're idiots, right?
0: Well, they, they probably got promoted over this. Yeah, yeah,
1: the, that campaign fell through with Dylan Mulvaney, and then they tried to do the patriotic route, and they got hit from the left as well. Because so it, the Bud Light is just out to sea right now they've yeah. got they've alienated so both has, sides i haven't even paid
2: attention after yeah, it so, came out so, so it, it, there
1: was huge backlash to the dylan mulvaney oh, so good. then they tried to do a That's patriotic good. and then the left was like whoa 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 you you put forth this individual and now you're backing away and tried to do the patriotic thing so they're they've lost i'm sure they're losing money hand over fist to to try and salvage something and it's just not working well they should have just stuck with the <laughs> What was it? what did they used to use? Well like you saw a picture with the <laughs> <used or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: oh, yeah. They used to actually that have is, women. That's actually funny. So yeah. I mean the day it came out, I was I was getting tires on the RV, getting ready for the trip, getting mm. new tires. And I'm in this old, you know, mechanic shop type of place. And so you've probably all seen them, you know, an old poster back in yeah. the day, you know, when these mechanics or whatever would hang a poster of a you know, a scantily clad woman. Well, it happened to be Bud Light and Bud. <laughs> yeah. And they were, I mean, they, it was pretty clean. That was pretty they were tame. clean. They, those were one-piece one picture These were very old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were one-piece suits, but they were women, real women, um, not men trying to be women. Yeah. And um, I just thought, it was funny. I took a picture of of Darren. I'm like, yeah. look at the irony of this. And right. The, on the day that that right. comes out, I'm
0: like, yeah, look at this. that's the craziness is because when you look at the percentage of people in America, it's like less than what? 1%. It's like not even that much that identify as transgender um, or gender dysphoric yet companies are bending over backwards to cater to such a small percentage and, you know, be the first to run out there and be like, Hey, look at, and everybody's trying to outdo each other. On how much, how inclusive they are, and finally seeing something like that bite them. Yeah. Well, I think it's where they're drawing their
1: information from. Mm. So if you're Bud Light and you're trying to appeal to maybe the younger demographics, the young 20s, early 30s, uh, I forget what it was, but I was listening to a study that said most of the trans movement is fueled through TikTok. Like mm. that's a huge mm. purveyor. So if you're hanging, and I think this will tie into a point later, but if you're hanging out in the digital world, unatt- detached from reality, mm then you're just going to consume whatever you think the, the the spirit of the age or the culture from online and not be attached to something tangible, something, and so you're like, oh, of course this is the way the culture is going because this mm. is all I'm seeing online. Yeah. Not realizing that most people don't live online.
0: Right. Yeah. And this is something too. Right? When I was younger, um, I can't remember if I brought this, ever brought this up, but uh, as a teenager, when you had people in school, that didn't quite fit in. Um, many times we remember like the goth kids, right? The goth kids were kind of yeah. these outcasts. So if yeah. you didn't, if, if you weren't a jock or you weren't, you know, a beauty queen um, you weren't like really smart. Uh, you kind of fell into this, you know, crowd that didn't have anyone. So, you would see kids that would kind of adopt this goth lifestyle because then they had people to identify with uh you know they could be the outcast like all right if i'm going to be ostracized i'm really going to go with this ostracism and you know look crazy and all so and it seems that now transgender is the new goth it's kind of like oh wow this is so cool oh you're you're this, you're pansexual, you're bisexual, you're trans, you identify as this. And people that are kind of like, again, outcasts that don't find acceptance in these things, take this on. Yeah, they're almost preyed upon like, and in this
2: online community.
0: It's like, wow, now I can actually have this identity now that I didn't have before. I get acceptance, not just acceptance, I get praise, I get affirmation. Um, to I, to do these things. Honestly,
2: I think these big companies are are involved in a lot more than selling their product. Mm. They most of them have political agendas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you see it. That's that's the scary part. I mean, we we really are in somewhat of a fascist type environment where it's not just government; it's government and big companies that are mm. trying to control our lives and the online. Um you know, AI and all of that stuff. I mean, we, we saw this stuff going on with people being silenced and, mm. you know, First Amendment rights being violated by the major companies that we use every day on our smartphones. Everybody's using them, right? Google and Apple and and Facebook and all these companies, they clearly have political agendas. Yeah, And I, th- I it's not surprising to me, it wouldn't be surprising to me, that Bud, Budweiser, any of these major large corporations um, it's kind of almost to be part of that elite crowd Mm. you you do these things and no matter what the cost Mm. same thing could be said for uh, global warming all these things Mm. you just jump right on the bandwagon of all these types of things whatever whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, you know various woke agendas uh, CRT All this stuff, all these companies just dive straight in, yeah, without really almost no regard for the backlash. It's almost like we don't really have that much influence, sadly. Um, I'm glad to see them lose money, but you see this stuff with Disney. How much? How much has Disney done? Same type of thing, indoctrinating kids.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's a scary place we world these days. Gene, you sound dispensational. Well I mean
2: all the more reason why the church needs to step up, grow a set, and yeah. fight. Yeah. Right? I, was I mean not say, fight
0: yeah,
2: maybe, you maybe, know, maybe I need to I'll take I'll pull out your, the guns or whatever, but you know what I mean. Just no, you know, be a be a voice, be light sure. in that dark world. Right? What where's the where's the counterpoints to all this? Mm. From the church, from the evangelical church. Where is it? What Good. are we doing? Nothing. I mean, we're big, almost big.
0: Eva's doing nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're doing nothing. Sure, and actually, it's Wait, almost going along it with it. Bit. Though a lot are just pandering to it. So you were going to yeah. say something, John? I totally forgot. All right, so awesome. Move on. Uh, good yeah. points. Good points. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So, um, it's on one of my roles. On my- yeah, no, that that that's uh, that's true. I was on a ranch. Um, because uh it it does i guess um segue into into something that we were going to talk about today um and this this trending uh toward what our modern society has become um like since i i had mentioned purchasing cigars and uh also the pipe and uh, something that cigars you still see cigars you know people still smoke those but pipes have kind of almost gone by the wayside uh, yeah. you know we've talked about kind of You used to walk down the street and you catch a whiff you catch that whiff of that cherry uh, smoke or vanilla and you be like <laughs> oh you knew that was a pipe because it smelled so good uh, but something that's kind of been we've been talking about that's been bearing on us uh, is from jeremiah six sixteen that where the lord do you have it i have it right here if you want me to read it wow the actual right. the actual word
1: yeah okay reading from the csb this is what the lord says stand by the roadways and look ask about the ancient paths mm. which is the way to what is good then take it and find rest for yourselves but they protested we
0: won't yeah ancient paths old ways um something that is kind of what got us thinking about that. Some of the people that, that we've been watching um, as we kind of were learning about pipes and how to smoke them though, we're talking about these old paths, uh, something that's been a burden for me um, as well as I know, Gene and I'm sure John as well with uh, you know, Providence church has been returning to some more traditional ways and yeah. this pace that modern day society is running at um, just seems to increase more and more yeah. and more and more. Um, and through that, we have sacrificed, uh, for the sake of convenience, many things. We have abandoned traditions. We have lost the old ways Um, and we see in scripture over and over again the symbolisms of paths Um, you know staying on the path not veering left or right from the path seeking the old paths um, and this over and over again where instead of we're in a society where we're always looking forward. We're looking for the, like the next newest thing, uh, the next technological advance. Uh, yeah. Whereas the Scripture seems to be, and often we're following the crowd too, which is the following the, following the crowd to who knows what. To right, like lemmings. Yeah, many times it's been said we're like lemmings running off the cliff. Um, whereas Scripture seems to tell us over and over again to look back, look back, look back. Instead we're running ahead. So part of today is, is going to, I think is going to be a two part episode. Uh, another, we're kind of getting into these two parters, <clears throat> but this first half was going to be, what have we sacrificed to yeah. that? We've been, what have we abandoned? What have we gone away from? Uh, what do all these things look like? Uh, but the next episode will be, what can we do? What are some steps you can take to kind of, get back on that path to you know whatever it is uh kind of pull back some to to get out of this machine that we seem to be stuck in that's just just barreling forward so i want you know just kind of open that up um yeah i just add i mean the good news is
2: that i think people understand this and have seen this i think maybe maybe it started somewhat with with um Covid and 2020 yeah. stuff. You you st- you started seeing a, a move back to like maybe more people prepping and realizing, gosh, you know what? Yeah. If the if there's not toilet paper in the <laughs> in the grocery store, oh no, what's going to yeah. happen, right? And they start thinking about, well, what if there's not this food, and what if there's not that food, and just so more self reliance, uh, gardening, or looking for um, you know other sources of food, maybe you know store food storage, canning. Um, you couldn't even get ball jars and canning supplies mm. for a long time. Um, yeah, I think that I, I just I just think that's interesting I that maybe, um, people are thinking that way because we
0: don't realize what we what we have given up, right? Like we we see this control. as being advanced, yeah, maybe, but we don't realize the cost that that's come at. And I think that was one thing that COVID did was oh, wow. What do I do if I can't get this or that? Um, mm-hmm. You know we've because of globalism, we are so dependent on imports. Um, now, I mean, fortunately for us, for Americans in the United States, uh, we could sustain ourselves. Believe it or not, we can actually grow In almost our own every cattle. way we can. Even though we import so much stuff, we're so dependent on you know on the import, we we could do it ourselves. A lot of countries, if global the globalized yeah. globalized market were shut down, they you could see worldwide famines and things like this. Sure, but it's because we've sacrificed. We've rather have the McNugget instead of we prepare chicken for ourselves. Um, instead of a farm-raised chicken from a local farmer, yeah, you know, we go to the supermarket and buy a chicken from who knows where, with who knows what, and and prepare that.
2: I think it goes along with the this lifestyle. Maybe we've been sold a bill of goods that the American dream has become a nightmare. Mm. Right? Maybe that's cliche, but I think to a large extent it has. What what are we seeing? um uh men in such pursuit of this career and wealth and making money to buy a bunch of material things and that's not even enough we're going to send our wives off to work we've mm. we've really kind of abandoned that one income household we've convinced ourselves oh you can't really live on one income mm. you need to have two incomes right um which ultimately has created a shortage of jobs because now you you've doubled mm. You yeah. really double the number of people in the workplace. So what happens? You have less jobs, yeah. more demand. What happens? The the amount you get paid goes mm. down um, because of that. We're shipping our kids off mm. because of course there's no one there to take care of them. Then you need convenience to, to do all the things that the stay at home mom would have done in the past. Mm. We don't teach any of these things in schools anymore. Mm. I mean, men don't learn anything about shop class. They don't learn how to fix anything or do anything <laughs> like that. Women or, or even men too, um, you know, boys and girls, you know, when I, when I went to school, they, they still had home economics. Mm. You learned how to sew and you learned how to cook and you learned how to do all these things. So, so many, you know, so many girls aren't being taught to cook. Their mothers aren't there for them because they're off working so that they can live in the McMansion. And you know, one day you wake up, the the fam, you know the the kids are a mess. They're on you know you know uh, drugs to mm. help with their anxiety and every other problem. They've been neglected. The the you know the parents don't know each other anymore. Divert divorce rates through the roof, and 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 we're like, oh wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. hey, we've got, you know, the BMW in the in the driveway and we've got the the nice fancy house. and Yeah. And, for what? For what, exactly. So it so,
0: reminds you of the, the verse, you know, what is it a profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Yeah. And I feel like in many ways that's what's happening because with the parents not around, social media steps in. Absolutely. Right? The government steps in. So the government and the indoctrination is happening through social media, through the school systems. Um, that's something that this is parents depressing. What are, this is depressing. That's, it's it's part, <laughs> that's a depressing episode. Hang, hang on yeah. for part two. They're Gene. gonna have
2: to wait a week just to recover from this.
0: Well, you know, good things are worth the wait. <laughs> no, so okay. but you're you're asking what
1: did what did we get. What did we give up? And and Gene's kind of hinting at it. But if you look at the verse, it says, the question that's asked is, which way to what is good? Mm. And then take it and you will find rest. So what have we given up by not returning to the old? We've given up what is good and we've given up the rest that comes from following what is good. Mm. Mm. Um, And I think that's what we're experiencing in the culture. Um, We think that we're giving liberties. We think that we're getting advantages. And I forget who I was listening to, but he said, what you're actually taking when you're consuming culture is you're actually you're being paid for your slavery because mm. you're saying, all right, well, I don't want to learn how to do this anymore. So you do it for me. Yeah. And I think I'm experiencing liberty, but actually I'm paying for my slavery. And that's so much of what we see in the culture is, well, people have just having an abundance of time. And what do slaves do when they're no longer being properly utilized when they don't have a goal or anything, they revolt. Mm. We're seeing that now where people just have an abundance of free time and the system has so enslaved them that now they can't even articulate that. So now it's like, well, I'm just going to burn everything down. Mm. Right. I'm just going to disrespect it. So it's, we've given up what is good, and we're not experiencing rest because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we've been um, sold that the other stuff is good. Yeah. And we've started to believe it.
1: Yeah, the, the demonic, the de- de- demonic yep. in the world can't, can't produce what is good. So they offer imitations and counterfeits and pr- saying that this is good. And we're so steeped in our junk and our sin that we can't discern because we're not following the ways that the Lord has laid out. Right. Trusting in his structure and trusting in the way he's arranged everything. Because he's the creator of it and he says, this is the way it should work. And so Satan always comes with an imitation and a counterfeit, and we're just back in the garden. What well, did God really say? Yeah, then, yeah. I'll, then I'll experience that.
2: But sadly, too much of the church is like this, too. I mean, I'm burdened by it. Mm. Um, you know, how many how many examples are, are uh, of people, couples, families in the church, have their kids in public schools, have both parents working? Or in the rat race, doing all these same things.
1: Mm.
2: There's just, yeah, it, like just on the surface, some of that stuff doesn't sound that bad, but it just, there's so many other things that just pile on to it. it, it like, like all the cause and effect stuff, you're gonna sow what you reap, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Or that, reap what you sow, right? That, no, that's, <laughs> that 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 that's exactly <laughs> yeah. something that we've been experiencing in our own home as. My wife left the workforce, and we were studying the book of Judges uh, while we were doing that, and it says that the previous generation uh, didn't instruct the current generation. So everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And yet, Mm, you're talking about, and we've talked about this before in other episodes, what is the goal of the church? Well, it's to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And yet, when you read Titus, Paul tells Timothy this. He says, this is the way that the faith should be lived out. He says, in chapter two he says but you are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching older men are to be self-controlled worthy of respect sensible and sound and faith, love, and endurance. In the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. In the same way, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Make yourself an example of good work for the integrity and dignity in your teaching. And so much of what the church isn't doing mm. And, I, and you talked about home, home economics, part of the discipleship process that I'm becoming more convinced about is taking that young couple and then saying, all right, do you even know how to do this marriage thing? Do you know even, yeah. do you have a skills? Do you have tangible things that you can work toward? Can we teach you to do that? Mm. Put your house in order. Yeah. And then... I think it's huge. Yeah. I think,
2: I mean, yeah, that if you, if you look at that, um, it's absolutely what's missing. I mean, we'll we will go to 15 bible studies or whatever all that stuff's good i'm not saying bible studies aren't good of course they are but but in neglect all of all the other pieces you know the the women's ministries and men's ministries are just another bible study or just another yeah. version right and i i think that there's a place for some of those ministries but maybe they should be more about the older men teaching the younger men how to be men well, and how, the how older women be. teaching the younger women sure how to be women how to care for their husbands how to care for their household i mean all the yeah. stuff that you see in that
1: well that, that oh no i was gonna set that and there's a book on darren's desk here called critiquing
0: yeah the critique was of gonna, modern i was gonna get into ministry so let's get, <laughs>
1: that teed that up because why aren't why isn't that happening well darren tell Well us.
0: that that's really something because and and this was eye open. i had no idea um, i was gonna <laughs> do that yeah <laughs> yeah In fact, i'll hold it maybe oh that's that's your camera sorry but and this will be a link on, it's a short little, it's almost like a, a booklet. Very easy read. Yeah, very easy read. Uh, I actually had, I listened to it first. It was on uh, the recordings on Canon Plus, um, uh, Doug Wilson and you know, Moscow uh, Church, uh, Christ Church out there. They had this. I listened to it and I had to buy this because I wanted these stats that he uses in here um, because these were things that were like totally eye-opening to me that i was not aware of the origins of age segregation uh you know i grew up in the church we had children's church or whatever you want to call it uh there was a youth group things like this it was just kind of how it's always been so part of you thinks like well i guess it's kind of been like that for a while and you go through this and it's not like that at all so you know uh, pardon me if I read just a, a couple quick paragraphs here. They're they're quick things, but when you see the history of age segregation, um, how this kind of came about, it's it's amazing that the church follows right along. So so this starts off with the dawn of the generation gap and says just 150 years ago, societal uh, circumstances coupled with evolutionary theory drastically shifted our attitude toward time before the mid 1800s time was arranged according to significant events the chronology of European history for example was seen in terms of ruling families the Stuarts, the Habsburgs bourbons etc today by contrast we speak of the 50s the 60s and 70s since before 19th century the phrase on time ahead of time behind time meant nothing then the Industrial Revolution forced time upon us railroads ran on schedules and factories paid hourly wages rather than performance-based wages in 1884 representatives from 25 nations met in washington dc settled on greenwich england as the prime meridian fixed the exact length of a day for the first time in world history and divided the globe into 24 time zones we have been carrying father time on our soldiers shoulders ever since. Um, he goes on to say that this new spotlight on time, the beneficial in many respects shown in areas it shouldn't have, particularly in a new stress on individual age prior to the mid 19th century birthdays were neither mentioned nor celebrated. Um, my kids won't be happy to hear that. Hmm. Uh, Age wasn't even included in the 1850 census. It simply wasn't considered to be important. Uh, It wasn't uncommon to graduate from a university at age 17 or age 28 or any age in between. Students matured at their own rates. What's more, there was no impetus to segregate based on maturity level. The one-room schoolhouse was the norm. Even in social gatherings, children who were considered to be miniature adults mingled with people much older than themselves. Um, It goes on to talk about uh, Horace Mann changed this first in the classroom by uh, fastening students to a fixed learning pace. Consistent with the onset of evolutionary thinking, progress had become synonymous with the passage of time. For the first time ever, students were segregated by age. Based on some dubious demographic norm, they would be judged ahead or behind their peer group. Normal was an arbitrary standard superimposed upon the wealth of data that in indicates wide disparity between rates of maturation. Um, wow. He goes on yeah. to say here, I'll read this other one real quick. Um, at the turn let me see something real fast okay at the turn of the 20th century granville stanley hall was championing championing his recapitulation theory this is really where things get interesting using social application of darwin's work in biology Hall suggested that individuals evolve through the same stages through which human history has evolved. The child repeats the race, he wrote. This is a great biological law. Hall associated infants and toddlers with pre-savage periods of human history. He consequently counseled parents and teachers to leave their young children to nature and encourage play, which fosters motor development. A crisis transition period led to the pre-adolescent years of 8 to 12, which were likened to the early pygmies and other savages. These children could be drilled and disciplined in school. He claimed that another period of crisis came at adolescence, which he deemed the most critical period in one's life. In 1904, he developed his This recapitulation theory view of adolescence in his greatest work, a two-volume tome titled Adolescence, Its Psychology and Its uh, Relations to Physiology, Anthropology, Sociology, Sex, Crime, Religion, and Education. Um, Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, a lot there. Well, and then I want to show real quick um, where this goes um he says real quick he he starts to tie this and kind of where this really uh peaked um uh, he just doesn't mention this one john dewey who is hall's most renowned uh, follower applied these theories to the public school system So this is where we're going to kind of start to see this. Dewey, considered by most to be the father of modern uh, public schooling in America, taught a generation of teachers and school administrators through his Laboratory School for Progressive Education at the University of Chicago. Dewey's prescriptions were implemented in schools all over the country. In order to isolate this crisis period, remember there was these several crisis periods of adolescence, he created high schools to segregate the teens from other children and from adults. So it goes on within a generation after Dewey, we saw for the first time in the history of the Western world an adolescent subculture. By the 50s, teens had their own music, literature, style of dress, language, and etiquette. Generational differences, hitherto unheard of, became obvious. Uh, this was the fruit in our society of the philosophy of youth that emerged at the turn of the century. By this time, Hall's philosophy of adolescence dominated our culture. It says the youth of the, the, youth of the 1950s admi- uh, admired the likes of James Dean and Elvis Presley while their elders loathed them. Dean's famous movie Rebel Without a Cause carries the theme that the nobility of youth suffers at the hands of an evil older generation which lacks understanding. Sounds a little familiar. Mm. Um, when Elvis rose to fame, the generational classes clashes which ensued over hairstyles, dress, and attitude became legendary. Um, he goes on to say that we see in our present day that the youth subculture has become the dominant culture in our society, in terms of culture in all its form, art, dress, music, etiquette, and entertainment. We are confronted by the values of youth wherever we turn. Advertising either appeals to young people or to older people in a way to make them feel young. Television follows this same pattern and most music is purchased by people under 20 years old. Today, children are brought up to make the most of their youth and high school is perceived to be the pinnacle of life. Young people dream of being high school seniors and when they reach age 18, they're on top of the world what's worse the world bows down to them by age 30 we are already past our prime we begin the frantic post-20s pattern of fitness facelifts weekend recreation and spicy relationships which make us feel young again late 20th century america is not allowing itself to grow up even in the church we have established a pattern of perpetual regress that is tearing down the last vestiges of maturity that our fathers labored to achieve He goes on to show how this age segregation that was first in the public schools that is based in evolutionary theory then progresses into our churches in the forms of children's church, youth ministry, so that basically these young people are never around older people. They don't learn these old ways because we've segregated everyone now and put them into these tracks, so to speak, where we gauge their development, their maturity, and whatnot. So it's amazing to see. We talk about feminism. We've talked about that before, that permeating the church. But when you start to see things like this, it's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, It's happening. I
2: I learned something there that I would not really thought about, but now it's like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this is significant. Yeah it's really yeah i mean it, that's affected every aspect of our lives i mean it's really interesting i mean you think about it i like like um yeah young people clothes like you you could look at something and say that that looks like a young person mm. would wear it mm. right but guess there was a time when or or you see a little uh, like say a young boy dressed in a suit or dressed an older man would be and you're like look at him he looks like an old man yeah whatever (laughs) but it's probably like that was normal yeah in the past like yeah we would all have the same clothes doesn't matter what age you were you were wearing the same stuff
0: and you think about how much that ties to um marketing right because it's about selling things it's about products really is what this comes down to a lot of this comes down to is this well, if we segregate, we can also then advertise to each age demographic. We can cater to them. We can make products specific mm. for them. They have to purchase those things. Um, you know, They're not going to wear pants that yeah. look like dad's pants. Um, I a mean, perfect example would be when you look at Amish. Kids look like the adults. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? yeah. Black pants, uh, an a, a off-white shirt, or you know, some of them wear colors. But there's no... Real definition. Yeah, the little boys with the hat on. Little boy with the hat <laughs> yeah. on. I mean, yeah. it's it's basically the only thing that changes is the size of the clothes. Yeah. Uh, but now everything, like they say, music, movies, um, food. That's look at the cereals with the cartoons and stuff all over them, and you know, uh, bunny rabbits and whatever else marketed toward who? Kids. The, oh well, that's that's a kids cereal. You know, I, I'm. I'm geriatric, so I eat my grape nuts. If I I put my teeth in, I can eat them. Um, But you know what I mean? So there's things like that. Again, all this at the same time because we are slaves to the consumerism. We're slaves to, okay, well, these people make my clothes, right? We don't have the society now where, okay, I, I live in a town we, we were kind of joking because there was a, a tobacco uh, distributor that kind of had that uh, small-town general store feel of these yeah. uh, jars on the wall. You could picture going like, in and,
2: what, what, you know. Like uh, uh, penny candies yeah, right, back right, in right, the yeah. day, yeah. or, you know, the licorice in the, in the big glass jar with the yeah. lid and the little... Yeah,
0: And there's places where you would go in and, you know, there's Mr. McAllister's runs the general store. So I'm going to go get a, a five pound thing of sugar and some flour. And at the same time, I'm going to get a pound of tobacco and some beef jerky and, you know, and a,
2: <laughs> in the 20 rounds of ammunition
0: and my, yeah. And my ammunition. And then I'm going to go visit, you know, Mr. Collins, uh, who is, is, uh, is, um, uh, oh, it's people who make clothes. Tailor, the tailor, yeah. right? And well, they make the clothes. And so and so's the shoemaker, the cobbler, and yeah. Well, now it's not that it's, butcher. I'm going to go to Walmart, and I can go to Walmart, and I can get my hair aids. I can get my haircut. I can get my glasses, my clothes, and my cut of beef.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All at Walmart. I mean, we love it, though. I mean, that's reality. Sure. Is we we love this, and I, I I can't say it's you know it's it's appealing. Some of that stuff like Amazon, oh right? But I almost yeah. have to oh,
0: please. Ouch! Uh, I have out. to control
2: myself because yeah. you know we like that instant gratification. I like to be able to get that thing quickly,
0: but at what cost? That's the key. At what cost? We talk about the instant gratification. You and I were talking about this before. When we look at um where, there was that meme, maybe you remember it, John. Um like societies like this because no one sits on the porch with grandma like picking beans or something like that. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard
2: that, but I get uh, I get the idea. I probably
0: have it wrong and there's people that'll listen to this and know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's it's things like that, right? We we don't sit on a back porch anymore. Doing some task because we've bought a can of beans.
2: I've heard another thing similar, like kids don't get bored anymore. Yeah, like getting bored. You remember getting bored as a kid? Yeah. That was a good thing, right? It was a good thing because you you it it yeah it yeah it started your imagination. You had to create new ways to entertain yourself, or you know, a new game or whatever it was. You go out into nature and you do stuff, build forts, whatever. You know that that boredom thing w- w- was good. Now there's just there's someone there to entertain you constantly, right? Right. And it's not healthy.
1: I mean, go ahead. well, no, I'm just thinking because I have three young children. I have a ten, six year old, and soon to be a five year old. Uh, and screens like tablets were oh. great when we were taking long car rides. But we were just convicted recently as we were coming back from something as simple as Christiana, and they're like, Oh, my battery's dead," and it's like, "Well, look out the window." you know what i mean like <laughs> let let take in what you're looking around yeah and so we've cut back on the screen time and then today before i came here to to record my son uh made a tent and is like using the tent to like walk through the yard like he's using it like a bubble he's just walking it's okay. crazy like he's just walking and the tent's moving hey, with him and i'm just like, outside i would much rather have him do that yes Than just sit inside
0: and yeah. be like i'm bored right you know what i mean right and these are the things that we've given up um when we look at this instant gratification, I, Hey, I'm definitely guilty of that with Amazon. Um, if I can't get prime, like, I'm, I feel like what are they doing? Delivering it by, by tortoise. It's, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see the <laughs> Pony the, express. Yeah. Yeah. The horse drawn carriage is going to come <laughs> down with my package.
1: Well, I mean, think about the, the emotional response when you don't do prime and you're looking and they're like, oh, it could take three to five business days. And yeah. You're like, ah, oh, but I want this thing now. And right, three to five days, I, I don't, I, my my whole desires could change in three to five days, right. and I'll get this thing, and I don't want it So I mean, that's that's. I mean, think about think, what,
2: yeah the heart issue that's, heart going, issue on that's going on here too. Right there, you desire that yeah. stuff so much, that you have to yeah. have it now.
0: I mean, how many times have I have I been on one of those Amazon sprees, and a box comes, I'm like, what's in here? What did I have to have a couple days ago that now I don't even remember? I what's think, in here,
2: I think Paul talks about this in Philippians four eleven, something about uh,
0: not getting prime. <laughs> I was, I, was, I, was <laughs> I don't
1: know about that. I don't know
0: about that. Um, but we think about so many things where this has has permeated. We see okay, so we see the church um, kind of embracing this this view. Um, it's that spot man so for for those watching we've had, we have a camera that keeps going out and I actually changed the camera and it just went out again in in it's the that sense, one yeah it's a different camera and it's a different camera so so that's strange. why sometimes the screen goes black but then it pops it's right back on cord related or where it's hooked up maybe <laughs> think so in the I don't know maybe it's, I'll change out the power cord because the, <laughs> the power cord is the same anyway whatever so um squirrel yeah, I lost my train of <laughs> thought here. For, for Sorry. okay, so the church embracing these things, um, and this where instant gratifications, we see this play out with social media, right? Social media replaces genuine like face to face. Yeah, I mean, social media is great for connecting with someone on the other side of the country. And that was maybe like the original yeah. part. Now it's replaced me walking across the street.
1: Yeah. I mean, how many times have you had conversations with somebody? They're like, oh, did you see my post? And <laughs> you're like, no, because yeah. I wanted to talk to you about how your day was. Not, I didn't yeah. want to read your post and have no. the preface before the
0: conversation. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm huge. Yeah, it's
2: the imitation stuff you were referring to. Everything's imitation. Even our relationships are imitation. I,
0: I, I am so guilty because I'm a text guy. I prefer communication through text. Really, and I yeah, it. and Gene's not because I'll text Gene, and he's the guy that calls you back. You yeah. know, like, and you're sitting here thinking, I texted if if I wanted because to I talk, I not want to talk to you. I, I would have called you on the phone. I know, but I
2: text. I get the message. Give and me I, the
0: text back. I don't care. So Paul, Paul does that. Paul Northern. Well, I mean, you're you're Stop seeing it. this in the in the <laughs> business
1: world um, where there's managers. I have a where you're training your staff and you're telling them how to answer a phone call Mm. and they experience legitimate anxiety because they're like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I don't know how to have the conversation. I don't know how to conduct myself. I don't know. So I would Mm. much rather just send the email and have the faceless interaction. I'm like, well, no part of talking
0: keyboard warriors customer
1: is an 80 year old woman who doesn't have an email. you got to give her a call.
0: Like, there was the time before that where if you wanted to you know, mouth off to someone, you had to do it to their face, and you ran the risk of getting hit, right? Like, yeah. But nowadays, I can hide behind my keyboard, and I can say all kinds of vile things, uh, Someone's probably writing some to you right now. They, they probably Gene F <laughs> is probably Gene saying, "I take that email back." We're you guys, get so stay. many
1: negative comments
0: about yeah, the so thing we took about the camera.
1: They're going to be like, "Get you, back on topic." Uh, you know what? I'd, I'd be happy with any comments <laughs> at this point. <laughs> hey, so besides
2: family, are you keeping track of this? So this episode was supposed to be about where we've gone wrong. With, Correct. With um, the, the, deviating from the old ways, right. the old paths. Right. Yeah. The right. So how many have we covered so far? Where, where, where have we gone wrong? Well, I think
1: we, we've talked about the um, emphasis on youth, on things being kind of new and brand new. We've talked about instant gratification. Yes. That's, that's a huge thing. Sure. Um, big company being reliant.
0: Uh, yeah. Selling, reliant our, selling our
2: souls, basically, to big corporations sure. and big government. With uh, under that, that's going to take care of you, and you don't realize how ingrained they are in yeah,
1: your life. We lives. talked about uh, the imitation rather than the actual. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we kind of started the conversation.
2: Yeah. So social media, we're now on with, with yeah. the imitation relationships. Yeah,
0: because that's like that. really taken a broad scope. We don't have intimacy. We've got Pornhub now. Mm. We don't have, uh, you know, asking people on dates. We've got Tinder can do it or, or a message can do it instead. Um, you know, we don't have real, Get togethers. We have Zoom calls or Facebook groups uh, instead of actually getting together. Yeah,
1: there's a, a. I don't know if we can put in the show notes or a link, but there's a great video on Canon Plus between Doug Wilson talking to Michael Foster, and they talk. The video is why the generations hate each other, mm. and it talks about how there's this breakdown between the Boomers talking to Gen X and Millennials, and then Zoomers. And uh, Michael talks about actually having to take guys that can't make eye contact. They're so. Mm just because everything is so on the screen and they they're so afraid of making mistakes and they're so like, they're, they're like, just give me the book and give me the answers. And, and so that's a, a great video that I would highly recommend as kind right. of a supplement to this yeah. conversation. Cause I think that's going to help you navigate some of this stuff as well.
0: Yeah. I'll write that down because I'll forget. Um, cause my, my mind has been trained by Twitter and my short-term memory now because of <laughs> scrolling Facebook but but I mean um, we,
1: but going back to it, you read that uh, from critique of youth ministry there's that emphasis on time time you know mm-hmm. just that, that that things are moving oh you hear it all the time we're in 2023 our value should be different just yeah. because time has passed right that somehow the forward motion means things are improving that goes into yeah. a utopian view progress. of society and progress. But I remember this quote from Mere Christianity from uh, C.S. Lewis where he said, the progressive man isn't the one that keeps moving forward. The progressive man is the one that sees that the group is heading off the cliff and then turns around. Mm. So the progressive guy is the one that realizes,
0: hey, we're heading in the wrong direction. We need to turn around. We yeah. can't just keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, that's I was um, one of my favorite all-time... Theology books is dogmatic theology by W.G.T. Shed. Um, was a guy from the eighteen hundreds. He's just amazing mind. Some old fashioned, out
2: of you know, old, old, yeah. out of date stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it's old stuff. Eighteen hundreds,
0: <laughs> pish posh, <laughs> pish posh. Um, yeah. So, Terrible. but when he talks about, and I think it was in his, in his uh, chapter section on anthropology and talking about man. And he was saying that the Christian man is not actually in our pursuit is not a state of progression, but it's really a a pursuit of regression back to the primitive, back to Adam's original uh, state, Hmm. that state that God created him in. Our sanctification is actually a regression. Back to that, back to that original state, and not really means to be human. Yeah, God makes
1: us fully human when we're saved. We think we're moving, we're becoming more liberated, but actually, it's when we're saved and we're being sanctified that we're becoming truly alive. Right, becoming truly who we are, and it's
0: a return to that. That almost like parado- paradise, paradise Restored, restored right? Yeah. The return to Eden, the Edenic state, um, whereas our society is progress, 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 push forward, push forward, greater, bigger, faster, stronger. We should, the Bible tells us, look back, look back, remember the old ways, remember, remember, remember. You, sh- you should
2: um, maybe note that book too. The, I think anybody the- that would... And we've mentioned things like post stuff like that. If you're interested in any of that end time stuff and you wouldn't learn more about postmillennialism post-millennialism, I, I think that book is, is good. It's such an easy read. Yeah. Um, it's paradise it, restored. It's called paradise restored by David Chilton. Um, good book.
1: Yeah. But I think another, and again, again, it goes back to the time. Another thing that we've kind of gone wrong and, um, Another interview that I was watching recently was Jared Longshore talking with Vodi Bakum.
0: I saw a mall. Yeah, and Vodi says,
1: and and, um, Jared asked Vodi kind of where we went wrong. And Vodi says that not only are we scripturally illiterate, we're historically illiterate. Yeah. We have no concept of where we are as a people in time and place and who's gone before us and how we can learn from them. Everything back to that instant gratification, everything is just now, now, now. now. And if you read the book 1984, that's how they won the history. There was there was the great before, but there was only ever now. And you judge everything historically by now. Yeah. That's what. And then you see that what we're doing in the culture. That's why we're taking certain books and changing them, or taking down monuments, or doing whatever. It's because we're judging everything by now mm. and not going, "Hey, can I learn from this person?" Or maybe this is a product of its time, but I don't need to change it. I, you know, sometimes we we see our faults by preserving the ugly things. Yeah. You know, by and it's. It's just where we are. We're just adrift.
0: Well, we've talked a lot about some, if not everybody's too down by now. Uh, yeah. But Depression. We, I think we've given people a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, things that, and think in your own lives. Examine that. Uh, a self examine life is, you know, uh, proper to, to take stock. And look at uh, things in your life of how, identifying these things that we've talked about uh, getting caught up in materialism, getting caught up in, you know, the, the uh, consumerism and things like this. So instant uh,
2: gratification, instant gratification. Just so being in the rat race, everything's faster, yeah. faster, faster. I got to get here. I got to rush there. I've got to you know, get the kids to soccer. I got road rage. Cause somebody cut me off. They're driving too slow. It, it just yeah. fuels this kind of anger and anxiety that we see so much
0: so so next week we'll take a look at what can we do what steps can we take to kind of begin to get out of this um things from the benign to maybe even things that are more drastic who knows that's going to be based on your personality and if you t- like to take risks but uh i think it'll be fun so um i think that's going to be it for now because we've kind of been going on but thanks again for joining us i will see you guys next time.